Hello, everyone, and welcome to Life in the Bike Lane. My name is Sean, and with me is... Hassan Pardawala. So today we're going to be talking about uh, cycling etiquette. But before we get into that, Hassan, how was your week? My week was pretty good. I celebrated my annual rotation around the sun. So my birthday was on Tuesday. Dude, I... happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Belated, but yes, it was my birthday. I'm such uh, a dick. I'm sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, no one knew. I literally don't tell anyone. Like, okay. even if they find out, they find out. It's like, I'm into the 40s. I will be celebrating my birthday next year. Right, next year is a big year. Yeah. So doing that next year, but on Sunday, last Sunday, went down, did Iona Gravel. Nice. So like this way you can get into the beach sure. and further down. So I always do that once a year okay. at least. Like a little so, tradition for you? A little tradition because that's, that's where my bike got stolen. Like not bike didn't get stolen, but I took a picture of my bike. Yeah. And the next day it was stolen. Oh. So like that was one of the final pictures I had of my first bike when I bought it in right. Canada. Yeah. But I did recover that after 22 months. After 22. So after it, 22 it helped to take the picture yes. right before it got stolen. <laughs> It did. Like I use that picture <laughs> everywhere, but that was always in that special reason. Like yeah. I went there, it was a great day. Uh, and like that place, it's, it's peaceful. There's hardly anyone there. Yeah. And you just bike into it. So I did that on Sunday and I met this other group, um, those Guru Nayak free kitchen. So there's this massive group there. Okay. They were doing like a hundred kilometers that day to raise oh. awareness and funds. Oh, okay. So like, yeah, everything was just jam packed that day. So it was pretty interesting. So it was a fun day. And then, Sorry about that, man. Do a bunch of shows at the yeah. French Festival, and now here today. Nice. Well, again, happy birthday. Wait, can we can we know how old Cookie Monster is? Or oh yeah, forty one now. Oh sorry, thirty nine point two. Because man, I stopped aging at thirty nine, <laughs> and I'm just gonna head back when I'm fifty. When I'm fifty, like, yes, back into it. <laughs> okay, so forty one. Sorry, thirty nine point two. Point two. Okay. <laughs> how was your week, Sean? My week, well, I have a lot to tell you. Nor Ooh. Normally, normally my week is quite uneventful and boring. Okay, this is interesting now. It's like better than a birthday. God yeah, damn it. I don't know if it's better than a birthday, <laughs> but Hassan, I leveled up, bro. <laughs> you leveled up? I feel, maybe I didn't, but I feel like I leveled up. I feel so, like I showed this on Instagram. So you've heard about the Land Yachts gravel rides. Yeah, is this guy the show to me? It, it tends to have a little reputation that follows it, mm -hmm. right? And since working there, people always ask me, are you going to join the gravel rides? And I knew the reputation and I was very intimidated, of course, uh, knowing full well what my capabilities are. So I, I kind of had put it off like I, I wanted to do it, but I've just kind of been finding excuses not to go because I didn't, you know, I don't want to be that dude. Yeah. I don't want to be the boat anchor. <laughs> uh, anyways. Even that day that they were telling me about it, I was like, yeah, no, I, I got to go home, guy. Like, I'm, you know, we've been at work all day. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure I can ride. Eventually, they convinced me to do it. So I figured it was just going to be after work, casual ride. I asked them where they were going. They were like, oh, maybe just Stanley. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. That sounds, that sounds simple enough. I've been to Stanley many times. Yep. <laughs> after work, 6.15, we, we took off. There were about nine of us. And we ended up in Stanley. We left Stanley, crossed Lionsgate, and then I don't even know where we went because that was just unfamiliar territory for me, where they took me. Uh, Mosquito Creek. Oh, that's a nice area. It, first, my first time there. Okay. It was very technical. 
Oh, it is. You got to be like, I usually unclip out because this, yeah, it, yeah. Gotta, I usually do one foot unclipped. Let me tell you, I had a lot of practice unclipping and clipping back in. Like, <laughs> it was like technical trail, stairs, bridge, stairs, technical trail. It was, yeah, the it was stairs there suck. Yeah. Somehow ended up at Grouse Mountain, like on the top by the gondola. Like, yeah. I was shocked. I'm still, I think I, I'm still in shock now. Like, I couldn't believe it. It was a long, arduous climb for me. They were having a blast just talking and joking around and I'm serious in my, in my, in my lowest gear possible. Like, it's been referred to as granny gears. Gra oh, uh, granny, grandpa, the whole family. That oh. gear, I was on it. Yeah. No, man, it was, it was an awesome experience. My calf is still sore on the left side. <laughs> was it gonna say clip in, clip yeah, out, clip think, in, clip out? I think that's what it was, but um, it was it was amazing. I got dropped, but they waited for me. So I think that is the no drop ride I was looking for. Oh yeah, that is like no one gets left behind. That's what they told me. No yeah. one gets left there. What an amazing solid group of people. I, like, I, I love that that group, man. Like they're they're good dudes. They're good they ride hard, but they're good dudes. They never made me feel bad about my skill level. Very encouraging. Again, couldn't ask for a, for a better experience. Well, I think that's it, right? Like when you want to level up, when you want to go on rides, you go with you go with people, people who understand that they might be better than you. But like, hell, it's fun. Yeah, like it's inclusive, right? That's where you go out. Inclusive. You don't yes. make it separate. Like, hey, if you don't ride my speed, you don't come in. It's like, no, we're just yeah. going for a bike ride in the afternoon. Yeah, we're grown adults who will go outside. Yeah, and I think that brings us to our topic today of etiquette, being inclusive really sticking to what a no drop ride is and respecting that not everybody in the group is necessarily as strong as you. I would agree. I would definitely say when it comes to etiquettes, I'm starting to think of the word, right? Like what it means. Sure. Like when someone says like, do you have etiquettes? It's like, do I say please? Do I say thank you? Right, right. How do I treat other people? How do I be polite around them? Yeah. And what's this common like social norms? Yeah. When it comes to cycling, I feel there should be a base level etiquette that it's, it's normal. Yeah. And the very first one I want to say is if someone looks at you, they wave or they say hello, just say hello back. Acknowledge yes. the other cyclists. I see them and they should see me because I will be honest, I'm not like freaking tiny. <laughs> it's like when people say I didn't see you, you're, it's like that's a, such a lie. You're hard to miss. Yeah. It's like you, how could you not see a six foot four guy battering down? Wearing a Cookie Monster A Cookie Monster, jersey. right? <laughs> but I, is it a cultural thing too, Hassan? Like growing up in an Asian culture, especially like Filipinos, we, like I said in our last episode, everyone, regardless of the, if they're related to you or not, if they're older than you, they're your aunt, they're your uncle. Yep. Even if you have brothers and sisters, you never just call them by their name. There's a, a word that you say before their name, which denotes if they're your older brother or older sister. So, oh, for example, yeah. if, I, if you were my brother, Hassan, and you're older than me, then I would call you Kuya Hassan. Kuya is older brother, and Ate is older sister. That's how you grow up. You show a sign of respect for your elders, um, and it kind of carries over, you know, just making sure you're, you're greeting everyone and acknowledging people's presence. So, from Pakistan? Yeah. My, my elder brother, he's four years older than me still. Yeah. But, like, he's still Hussein Bhai. So like Pai is like your older uh, brother. Yeah, see, same thing. So like it's always Pai, and then like when it's a sister, yeah. it's like Appa. 
Okay. So now the weird thing is my younger brother, yeah. who's here, right? When we hang out with other friends, he calls me Hassan Bhai. Uh, and like everyone else in that group automatically just calls me Hassan Bhai. Uh, right? So like though. I always have like everyone's a Bhai and then like they're all from the same culture. Sure. And then we have these other friends, right? Not from the same culture. Caucasians, yeah. right? Like yeah. white people. And they were like, why do you keep calling him Bhai? <laughs> like what is that? Like is his name Hassan? Does yeah. he call him Bhai all the time? Yeah. So it also becomes a slang word, right? So it's like a, it's level of strength by calling someone Bhai. Or what you will call Kuka? No. Kuya. Kuya. Kuya, yeah. Right? So it's Kuya and Bhai. Yeah. Right? And then it's in your sister. So like that just gets formed, right? That's like cultural aspect, like showing respect. Yes. And default respect. Now I get like young kids calling me uncle. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> just call me Bhai. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't, don't age me, me bro. Too, so don't age me, man. <laughs> don't age me now. So one thing I do remember clearly in Edmonton, okay. when I started writing, I would go in like toodaloo and like hello. I was like hello, and then like good morning, good morning. Everyone said or greeted you, and it was reciprocated. It was reciprocated. Okay. If you didn't, they would look at you. It was like you don't see us. Yeah. And do you not experience that here? No. So like that was the weirdest thing. When I first moved here, I would say hi to everyone. Okay. And I kind of made this small like recording, okay. mentally recording. Like I say hi, who says hi back? Right. And I wanted to say in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. It was like one out of every two people would say hi. Okay. And if you if you weren't the one saying hi, yeah. they would say hi back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's reciprocal, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone would always greet you. And like, they would have a conversation at the traffic light. Yeah, that's nice. Right? You go like, hey, I don't want to talk to you, but I'm going to talk to you. Like, I'm going to take <laughs> my deep breaths. Like, <gasps> all right, yeah. let's talk. And it was good. So that interaction, like you would see these people over and over again. Here, it's like, the zooming by or the crossing, yeah. not everyone says hi or hello. How? And how many people would you say? One out of 15. One out of 15, dude. One out of 15. That's almost rude. It is, it's true. <laughs> and you know how bad this was? Is went for a bike ride with a bunch of people. Okay. And one of them was with Lola. So Lola called me out on this ride. I remember this. He was, okay. Why do you keep saying hi to everyone? Right. You go like, hello, hi. Yeah. You're like, why not? So the entire ride, she saw me saying good morning to people on the on the dike trail. So we we're in Richmond, mm -hmm. Steve said, and then she called me out. Then she started doing the same thing. Okay. I go look when someone says hi back to you, it's just like two second eye contact. They give you a smile, give you a smile. I like shit. Let make people smile. Yeah, yeah. Like it's this nice. is like, why do you have to be miserable? Right. So you smile, and then we started doing it. And like she tried. Okay. And like she got rejected. She was like, no one's saying hello. It's like, I know. It's a one out of 15. You got to keep going and keep going. And we're on Beach Avenue by this time. Okay. And this massive group in front of us. And I think they were hearing us because like when we passed by, they all said hello. Yeah. And like Lola was just happy. Like, yes, finally. Someone okay. said hello back. Okay. Like, cha-ching. Yeah. The fourth cyclist after that, we're going. Lola and I say, hello. Yeah. Fuck you. And oh. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> oh. I was not expecting that, but like, that must have been a miserable day for that person. Right. Yeah, I mean, I get that some people may not be the hi, hello kind of thing, but a simple nod, like acknowledge that somebody said hi to you. You don't have to say words, yeah. but you can do the eye contact and just nod. Yep. You know, maybe you're having a bad day, you don't want to talk to anybody. That's cool. Like, even the hand wave. I've seen, yeah, like, I've just, done the hand wave. It's like, you your hands on the handlebars, yeah. you lift your right hand up, yeah. or you lift your left Don't hand up. Don't even have to take it off the handlebars, just a little flick of the fingers. Yeah, be yeah. the cool one. 
you may be miserable before you get on the bike. Yeah. But once you get on the bike, it kind of works its way out. And yeah. you end up being feeling better just by riding a bike. That's the great thing about it. Just wave and say hello. That's wave and say hello. Even if you're in a big peloton, like teach an entire peloton to say hello to everyone. Yes. So at least that way you know everyone's breathing. Yeah. Everyone's not out of breath. Yeah. So like on a big peloton, when you see like people, like tourists especially, like just be kind to them. Like, yes, they might be ruining your PR. It might take <laughs> away your calm. KOM. <laughs> but yeah, I feel everyone needs to be polite. And the other thing what surprised me is when you get a puncture, when you have like bike problems. Yeah. People don't stop because I actually got yeah. someone who told me thank you. Like I remember seeing this guy on the side of the yeah. road. I like stopped, looked at him, like, hey, everything good? He goes, Yeah, everything's great. I called my wife. I like, are you sure? Like, like a capsule, like if you need help fixing the tire, anything. Sure. He goes, No, it's all good. The wife's coming in. Yeah. And then he actually goes, he he says thank you. It was like, I did nothing. Yeah. No, thank you. Like no one stopped. You're yeah. the first one who stopped. And we're down like it's a busy area. But yeah. that's one out of fifty. Right. I, as a bike mechanic who, who does this all week, yeah. when I see someone in a flat tire, I just ride on by. I'm off, bro. <laughs> like, this is my day off. I don't want to be fixing a tire on my day off. I fixed 15 of those just yesterday. No, thanks. <laughs> no, but really, right. I, I stop and I say, are you okay? And in hopes that they say, yeah, I'm fine. And then, cool, bye. <laughs> And there was other time I was in Stanley Park, and this was dad and two kids, and they were lost. Okay. Because like at Stanley Park, when you get the rental bikes, you start going up these hills or you go in these routes. It's easy to get lost. It's easy. And yeah. then when you have a time crunch and it was getting late, I told them, "Look, I'll ride you back to the seawall." Mm -hmm. And the kid and like the girl was so happy, like they chit chatted with me the entire way, like this random guy helping us out. And they're from Hong Kong on a layover. Yeah. And I feel I made core memories for two kids, especially the girl, because she tried catching up to me okay. on a small bike. <laughs> oh, that's cute. And the entire discussion, like, hey, we yeah. were lost. We got there on time. Yeah. We were on transit going from Colorado to Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like the small things. You never know who you meet. Sure. Helping other people out. Yeah. Just, just keeping that stereotype alive that Canadians are very nice. Yes, because some people, <laughs> they're not. They're not. Um, let's talk about, I don't want to say rules, but guidelines, maybe? Guidelines for etiquette when you're riding solo. Okay. And when you're riding in a group. Now, I don't ride too much in a group. So my group riding etiquette is a little rusty. Okay. Like, I ride solo most of the time. Oh, shit, I'm sharing group riding as Are well. you? It's like, that's the reason I think when I go on group rides, it's like all the rules of like breaking, like hand down signals, right? So I yeah. try, I can, I'll do my best because some of the group rides I've been on is like shite. Okay. Um, like as far as riding by yourself, I think the main thing is just as much as possible, follow the rules of the road. Riding on the right, the same way you would drive on the right side of the road, you should be on the right side of a lane or wherever it is you're riding. If there's a stop, do, do the stop. I mean, I get it. If, there, if, if you're, there's no one there, sure, you can blow through it. But on a busy thing, don't be, don't be that guy where you're just like blowing through stop signs and there's four cars at the thing. The one thing I would say yeah. about our kind and our kind meaning cyclists, yeah. a lot of us are illiterate. <laughs> and I would leave it there. <laughs> okay. 
illiterate. <laughs> and same thing, if you're following, you know, older riders, you know, give them some space. And you know that you, you, can, you should go slow. Or just go ahead and pass them, but don't be on their, on their wheel. Yeah. Dinging your bell. <laughs> <laughs> like 15 oh, times. Yeah, don't be that driver. <laughs> yeah. Other thing on just single riding, it's like if you're wearing headphones, wear headphones. I listen to music. Sure. Everyone does, but I did it on my way here. Don't be that person of like not knowing what your surroundings are. Right. They need so many with the headphones in. And they. Yeah. And this is just generally every cyclist. Yeah. It's like make sure you know the people around you because like. I have to constantly watch for other people. Yeah. And it takes the fun out. If I know everyone's going to listen, everyone's aware. Yeah. Makes life way more easy. So always pay attention. Like make sure yes. if you can afford it, get like good aftershocks. I'm going to plug that there. Oh, but, are you? Yeah. <laughs> like sure. Like I have like four pairs. Like those are great because it always kept me safe. Is like, it because it's, you can hear outside noise? I can just noise? hear outside noise okay. because I can know what's happening and I feel have a lot of safety and comfort. Okay. Rather than like being unaware because the music's blaring or the podcast is blaring. Right. Don't be a danger to other people. Yes. That's, that's a good part of it. That's a big part of it. Yeah. It's like defensive driving. Yeah. Defensive cycling <laughs> is the thing. <laughs> it should be a thing. And then like I have another simple rule. Like when I go on my rides in Stanley Park or anywhere on gravel, it's like we'll always meet at the top of the ascent. We get to the top. Right. Everyone's going to wait. So just keeping in mind that the group ride... It's not a race. <laughs> yes. I have it heard is, this so many times. It is a group ride where you ride together as much as possible. And granted, yes, different skill levels, different fitness levels will get some people to the top of a hill faster than the other. But no drop group ride means you wait. Yeah. You don't barrel forward saying, hey, like the <laughs> slowest guy, he'll make it up. Right. Like, someone's going to do that. No. Yeah. That just divides the group. That just makes it uninviting yeah say like hey five people went up ahead and only one person waited right and i've heard of you know some group rides where people go once and they're like yeah i'm not doing that again because it was it was supposed to be a no drop they either got dropped and never got waited for yeah or they were kind of made to feel bad because they were the last up the hill yep and that's the thing it's like you're trying to build a community with these group rides but then you're not really doing the right thing to keep that person engaged and feel part of the group on a group ride. <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't say it's freaking casual. Like, don't use the word fucking casual. Yeah, what is casual? What is social? It's or, a social ride. It's a casual ride. I'll just be honest. Like, when it goes to a group ride, and like, I have this discussion now. Yeah. If I can talk to you without out of breath, yeah. that is for me as a social ride. Sure. A casual ride is you went like roughly like 22, 20 kilometers an hour. Yeah. A little bit more tempo. Like, yeah, on the ascents, we push ourselves. On the descents, we have fun. Okay. And on the flats, we're having a conversation going on, like, we can go to 25. Okay. For me, that becomes a casual. Okay. But when they say casual, no drop. Yeah. For me, it's like no one gets left behind. Right. Like, you don't break the group into three separate regions. Yes. There shouldn't be like a breakaway. I was like, <laughs> I mean, this peloton. is a forward attack, <laughs> right? The supply chain is coming in, <laughs> right? The middle group is going to have the core aspects. Right. So in the same, in the same way, then they should, you know, people who just want to do hammer time, let them know this is a training ride. Yeah. This is not a group ride, not a casual ride, not a social ride. This is a training ride. We're going to, we're going to train. We're going to 
level up on our fitness, you're going to get dropped. Hey, that's part of the part of the thing. But don't say it's a group ride and then treat it as a training ride. Yeah. Like don't have someone else in the group push you to do something which you said you're not going to do. Yeah. Uh, there's no trophies at the end. No, uh, there's I no podium. Be honest, right? And I think that's I like a that. key aspect. A little bit better communication, better transparency about what your what your goals really are for that said ride. Yep. Perfect. I think we can hope that people can follow this. Yeah. But a couple of things I do want to say um, as we close down is say hello, say hi, like acknowledge other cyclists, especially early morning. If you see someone you think might be struggling, be aware. Kind of stop at stop signs. I know this is going to be a really big issue on the idle stop signals and like the way you go on a rolling stop. Yeah. But until that gets implemented, cars here, there are a lot of new drivers, a lot of new people. And when you're in a group, just stop. Just make sure everyone's there. You cross safely because I keep hearing people with accidents happening and I don't want that to happen. Right. And if someone needs help, help them. Yeah. Don't ride by, even if you're a bike mechanic. On your day off? 15 punchers. <laughs> just Damn like it. a simple thing. I won't. <laughs> but yeah, Sean, anything for you to add? Yeah, I think um, just etiquette uh, in general in practice and cycling helps keep us safe, like you were saying. And I think it's important we as cyclists become an example uh, rather than a nuisance on the road. And I know some people will disagree with that, and that's fine. But they're driving a 2,000-pound machine. And if they hit you, there's a good chance you will die or be terribly injured. Yeah. So let's not give them the excuse to try to kill us, <laughs> I guess, is the takeaway for me. <laughs> yeah, that's not, yeah, I concur. Yeah, you know, like, sometimes I feel the biggest problem with cyclists are cyclists. And I think we can do better. There's no need to run a red light. Stop, man. Take a breath. Take a sip of water. The light's going to turn green. It won't be long. I promise. <laughs> that happened today as well. Yeah. I was like, dude, I pressed the button. You can wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, at any rate, guys, we're glad you're along for the ride. And we'll see you next time on Life in the Bike Lane.